Good evening, and welcome to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program, sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church in New York City, a church that is committed to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in an atmosphere of love. Please join us this hour as Pastor Matthew Recker opens the Word of God and then brings others, including you, into the conversation. Tonight, we'll seek to have a dialogue that will glorify God and will show how the Bible is relevant to everyday life. Our desire is to lead people to salvation in Christ and encourage believers in their spiritual growth. Join us and build up your own heritage of faith. Great to be here this evening, and thanks for listening to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program hosted by Pastor Matthew Recker. My name is Micah, and tonight we will conclude our study of the Book of Romans. I want to give a shout-out to several of you who mentioned to us that you are really going to miss this program, including Emmanuel Augustine's future mother-in-law, Joanne, who has been listening to us for the last several months. Joanne, we look forward to meeting you at the wedding. As always, we do have call screeners standing by to take your calls for the hour at 929-333-3739. So, Pastor Matt, Douglas Smith came up to me today after the service, and he told me that we're going to have to do a speed version of this radio program because we have a lot of ground to cover. But it's a wonderful passage of Scripture to conclude our program. Yes, Micah, we are going to try to cover from between from the midway point of Romans 14 and then 15, and chapter 16, as we do conclude tonight, not only the book of Romans, but for now, at least, our Heritage of Faith Conversations program. And it, and it has been a real joy to be with you mm. and to be Dr. Han, who was here with us also. Dr. Han, thank you so much for all your wonderful work. It's been work. a pleasure, Pastor. Yeah, and it, it's it, every Sunday night, really, for the past three-plus years. Yeah. And our first program, I believe, Dr. Han, you were on our panel with Raul mm-hmm. Chito Cordero, <laughs> who is yeah. here tonight with us. So, uh, Raul, thank you for being here once again to close our program off tonight. Thank you, Pastor Mike and Dr. Han. You guys have been great. Thank and, you so much. And your wife is here as well, Raul, this evening to do some call screening as well as another dear sister, Angelica. And then our faithful barista couple, uh, <laughs> a brother-sister, I should say brother-sister yeah, duo. duo. <laughs> they are a dynamic duo for sure. Jackie and Nana are here this as well. So we have wonderful fellowship every Sunday night. Yeah, we do. And we're so going to miss it. We're going to yeah. miss that, this no doubt. And uh, listeners, we do thank you for listening. And if you're sad that our program is off the air, then I certainly understand that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you can visit our church. You don't yes. have to be sad. Absolutely. You can come to our church if you're able. We'd love to have you visit us at Heritage Baptist Church on Sunday at 490 Hudson Street. And then pray for us and for God's leading in our lives. And, yay, if you're looking for a good Bible-believing church, as we've said many times on this program, we would be more than honored to have you come and be a part with us at Heritage Baptist Church. We need God's people to stand up at this time more than ever to identify themselves as a child of God Mm. and and a born-again Christian, and I need to get into a church and and serve God through a local church ministry that is getting the gospel to our city and, yea, to the world. And that's what our church is all about. So we do invite you, and our website, again, is hbcnyc.org. And these programs will, will live on yeah. on, the, on our website, as well as very uh, a lot of other messages. So we do have a lot of ground to cover this evening. And, and if you've been a listener, a faithful listener to our program, and you want to just give a quick shout-out to us, you can give us a call tonight at 929-333-3739. Maybe we'd like to hear 
from some of our younger listeners, too, mm. at 929-333-3739. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Or at some, of, some of the Heritage Baptist Church family, if you've enjoyed our program. Yes. Uh, you call. You can give us a call. Just very brief. Give a give a shout out. Give a word of of glory to God uh, for allowing us to do this. And we do thank Heritage Baptist Church for we do. Yeah. for allowing us to do this. And Mike, it's been a real joy to be your sidekick. You say, <laughs> <laughs> you say I'm the host, but I think it's a co-host yeah. uh, uh, ministry. Well, You've done such a great job. Yeah, Pastor. You mentioned this morning in uh, your sermon how just spending your money for the Lord. And our church really has invested in this program. And we've mm-hmm. had people not only, of course, invest money to be on the air, but just invest their time to come on, to study, to share their testimonies, yeah. to do call screening, to Absolutely. call people back after programs. Yeah. So our church really has invested in the, this program. We should put that picture on our website. We will. And I'll put it on Facebook. We took a picture today. We had uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Han, you gave a beautiful testimony. And everyone from our the, who has been involved in, our pro- in this program from our church came forward and it was really literally half <laughs> Most the church, of the church yeah. maybe even <laughs> like more than thirds. half of the I people think it was two-thirds like two-thirds <laughs> yeah. and and so it's it's really you know our whole church has been a part of this and and so we are thankful and what a blessing you know to serve god in this way so this evening we're going to go into romans 14 15 and 16 and and i've just kind of titled this section glorifying god through ups and downs and romans 14 continues the conversation of of Christian liberty and not abusing and not misusing our Christian liberty in the sense it's so easy for us to take a particular position about something mm. and then judge others if they don't agree with us exactly where we are or it to look down on others if they have a different stance as we. And it's easy for us to grieve and to become a stumbling block to others. And Paul uses words like this of, 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 be, uh, of, of even destroying others mm. by our behavior and causing others to be offended, uh, if they don't, if, if they engage in something that they shouldn't be engaging in or, or, or not. So we're going to look at this uh, passage this evening. So let's get right down into this, Dr. Hahn, if we may. In Romans chapter 14, we'll start right there at verse 13, where, where we see that a, a believer has an obligation to protect and preserve those who differ from them and those who may be weaker in certain areas. And Paul talks in verse 13, he says that we must, he says, let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. And so we have to learn not to judge ourselves. Uh, We have to learn to judge ourselves and not judge others and then not to destroy others by our choices. So, and he even uses that expression, and I found that really quite amazing. He says, destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. So let's just first talk about that. What, how can we destroy others in the faith by our choices? Oh, that's a great um, question, Pastor. Um, I'm going to also read uh, verse 14. You read 13, but just to give a little background. I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Mm. So in this section, the word unclean refers to customs or habits, which were normal for the Gentile world Mm -hmm. back then, but were forbidden by the religious Jews. 
The Apostle Paul is not saying that nothing is unclean. But back then, by eating meat sacrificed to idols, for instance, would grieve and distress God's people. Uh-huh. So Paul is saying that we ought to not lead others, um, believers, to stumble, and we are not to walk in a way that leads others from loving God. So as I was kind of trying to figure out how to uh, make this a practical mm-hmm. application, I was reading a commentary by Chuck Smith. And he talks about growing up during the Depression. And back then, it was preached in in church that you could not go to heaven if you smoked. Mm. So like the sacrificed meat um, to the Jews in Paul's day, it's it, this is not biblical, mm. right? But he said that he even saw evidence that as he grew older, he saw that those that he grew up with started to smoke, and then they left their walk with Jesus. And they left their fellowship with God because of this unclean behavior, but it was because of what was preached to them. Hmm. And so how did he come to finally understand that smoking was not a sin that prevents you from being saved? He had discovered that preachers that he had admired, so Charles Spurgeon smoked cigars, G. Campbell Morgan had smoked a pipe. He himself, Chuck Smith, believed that smoking was a sin, and he would not smoke himself because for him, it would be a sign of his rebellion against God. Mm. As he matured in faith, he said, he accepted that some Christians do smoke, but he also asked others around him not to smoke as he believed that it was unclean. And so we as Christians should be aware of those younger in their faith, in their Christian walks, and be careful not to abuse that liberty we have in Christ in the life choices that we make. Mm, yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Hahn. Micah, did you want to add yeah, to that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, you know, Paul, he he makes it clear in this passage that not only are we to follow our own personal conviction like Chuck Smith did by not smoking and not being around other people who smoke, but we also have to respect and in some cases condescend to the convictions of others out of love. So, for instance, if if somebody was around Chuck Smith and they knew that he had a problem with it, it would be right for them to refrain in his presence. Yeah. And that's what I read in 1 Corinthians 13, the famous love chapter of the Bible. And let me just read the first few verses there. And keep in mind the word translated charity in the King James Version. It's the word agape in Greek, often translated as love. So 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity or love, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity or love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. So Mm -hmm. Paul's point here is pivotal, and it fits with the rest of Scripture in that For the followers of Jesus Christ, we are called to hold the love of one another above all else. So in terms of liberty, again, we're not talking about sin here. We're talking about things that come down to personal conviction. Even when we can justify our own actions, if they're leading to strife, grief, and disunity among the brethren, then we need to reconsider what we're doing and make sure that love is our leading motivation. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there are so many things that Christians disagree about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be Christmas trees Yeah, mm-hmm. as well. It could be <laughs> Easter egg hunts. I mean, no. some churches do Easter egg hunts. Uh-huh. And I'm talking about independent Baptist churches. Now, that's Resurrection not my thing. Day hunts? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't even like the word Easter, you know? <laughs> so, so, I mean, we, we have disagreements. So we have to, we have a, to agree to disagree and not, not to also be grieved with our brother if they take a, a, a different position with us on on dress, 
on music, on food, and on certain practices. You mm. know, there's just, a, you know, translation, Bible translations. Yeah. These are big issues, and we can cause others to stumble, and we can grieve others. And so we have to always ask ourselves prayerfully and humbly, how will my behavior affect a younger Christian or other Christians around me? And we're not going to please others, but as much as possible, we should, when it comes to differing issues, not live to create strife. Right. You know? Yeah. I guess yeah. is is, is a, a idea. Okay, so let we have a, a call from Danielle. Thank you Aww. for calling Danielle and welcome to the Heritage of Faith Conversation Program. Yeah, hi everyone. Hi Danielle. <laughs> hi Danielle. <laughs> I always wanted to say thank you and I actually have two people here who want to say something as well. Can you put doing the radio? Oh, thank you, Phoebe. Oh, it's so nice to hear your voice. Is Chloe there, too? Yes. Chloe has also has something to say. Romans is my favorite book. Well, say it again, Chloe. Romans is my favorite book. Amen. Romans is her favorite book. Oh, Romans is her favorite book. Oh, Chloe, Chloe, thank you so much. And then now it's good for the listeners to hear your voice, Chloe and Phoebe, because we've said hi to you many times on the radio. (laughs) But now they see you're really listening. Amen. And you have listened every Sunday night, haven't you? We're. Yes. (laughs) We're so happy to have you. And that was an amazing song. That yes. Chloe and and Phoebe, you sang this morning with Eunice and Danielle. Thank you for that beautiful song. Okay, thank, right. you. thank you guys. Thanks so much thank for calling. Thank you for calling. Happy and, anniversary out there. And Pastor, you know what? We because we didn't do our scripture we, reading at the beginning. I I, I was going to pray. Okay. Let me pray. All right. So Lord, we do thank you for the years we've had on the Heritage of Faith Conversations program. We thank you, God, for the blessings that you've given to us and the opportunity to share your word. And, Lord, as we conclude this program tonight, we do pray that your name will be glorified and, God, that as your word goes out, it would go far beyond our comprehension and that you would bring glory and salvation to many souls tonight we do pray in jesus name amen amen Amen. and uh yes dear friends if you're without jesus we do implore you to come to him to believe in him that he's the son of god the savior of the world he is god manifest in the flesh who died on the cross and was buried and rose again and micah can i also say this and that just reminded me that that um danielle who just called uh right now she she uh works with our church website yeah and she talked about all the different episodes of the Heritage of Faith conversation. Yeah. And in three years, it's over 8,800 <laughs> minutes of on-air uh, t- Bible teaching, 47 wow. episodes on the book of Revelation, 43 from Genesis, 10 from John, and then 39 in Romans, and mm. then uh, there's other miscellaneous yeah. Uh, yeah. episodes. I'm so, exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, praise the Lord. Okay. So let's let's continue here into Romans chapter 14 and and brother Raul this is a similar idea where Paul first says not to destroy your your not uh not him with thy meat that is your brother with your meat for whom Christ died but then down in a, a little bit 
further in the passage in verse 17, he says in verse 20, for meat destroy not the work of God. So how can our behavior not just destroy the individual, but even the work of God? We don't want to destroy the work of God. We want to bring increase to the kingdom of God. Amen. Absolutely, amen. If I just take two seconds, just want to give a quick shout out. I got a message uh, from Mary Rosario, one of New York's finest, our sister in Christ. She's listening. She's a faithful listener amen. who said her pastor preached today on this uh, wow. on this portion of scripture. Wow. So, amen. <laughs> God bless you, Mary, the NYPD. We love you guys. And so, yes, for me, destroy not the work of God. And so, uh, again, we have to be very careful because, you know, there are things that may affect our conscious individually, you know, things, activities, practices that are not in and of themselves sinful, Mm. but we are to be a people of peace. And so when we do these things and create contention in the body of Christ, it can not only affect individual believers, and um, it's not just new believers necessarily. You know, mm-hmm. we can have mature believers, you know, that have one particular area. You know, it can create dissension. It can create bitterness. It can spark confusion. And sadly, you know, these are sometimes foolish reasons for why chunks of people break away from a church and even leave the ways of the Lord. And you know, I was just thinking of a, of a brother who used to be in our church who I remember. And he's a mature brother mm-hmm. um, who has since moved to another state. And he said... That after he became a Christian, he had vowed that he would never again go to a beach Mm -hmm. to to not bring up any particular struggle in his life. And his wife went straight along with that. And that's that's awesome. You know, what I mean, my wife and I just recently had a vacation in Puerto Rico and we visited the beach. So for us, it's a different (laughs) conviction. You know what I mean? But nonetheless, if it was a joint vacation, Mm -hmm. you know, what I mean, I mean, again, for meat or in this case for visiting a beach, I would not destroy the work of God. I would not try to create any dissension mm-hmm. there or any sort of uh, confusion. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think in this too, we have to remember what Paul says in verse 17 and 18. We have to remember what the kingdom of God is essentially about. Yes. And what is eternally important. And it's mm-hmm. not food and drink. Mm-hmm. Food and drink are secondary mm-hmm. matters, is what Paul is saying. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, mm-hmm. or it's not the material thing. It's not the physical thing. It's about righteousness, which is through Christ, and peace, which is through Christ, and joy, which is through the Holy Spirit. Mm. So we have to remember what is eternally important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, one example I was thinking of um, that can sometimes destroy unity among believers is the managing and spending of money. You know, Pastor, you actually talked about this this morning in your sermon. And different Christians, you know, let's face it, have different ideas of spending, which is normal, but again, if we're not looking at each situation through the lens of love, then the Bible says we're doing it wrong. So there's an example from Scripture of a woman coming to Jesus with an alabaster box of precious and expensive ointment, which she uses to anoint Jesus' head. Now, the disciples, those who were the closest followers of Jesus, had this reaction in Matthew 26, 8. It says, but when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, to what purpose is this waste? But then Jesus corrected them, saying, yes, money used to help the poor, it glorifies God. But money can also glorify God when used in other ways. In this case, it was this woman's personal conviction to spend extravagantly in the worship of the Lord Jesus. So while this was a unique situation, one principle from the story and then from Romans 14 is that we should really be slow to judge others on their personal convictions. And someone else may be bringing an increase into the kingdom of God in a different way than we would. 
And so we just have to make sure that we're not creating stumbling blocks for how God is leading somebody else. Yes. Dr. Hahn? Yeah. So I just wanted to add that, just like you said, that some of these issues are secondary, right? Um, They're not the true issues um, related to the kingdom of God. And then... What, you know, what I wanted to add is that in these matters, Paul says to follow things which make for peace and building each other up. Hmm. So in these moments where we're kind of like, oh, we're making these life decisions, we need to examine ourselves. Like, is it pride? Is it self-righteousness that makes us, you know, pull, push through? Mm-hmm. And therefore, we need to confess these to God and repent because we then become the stumbling blocks when our personal convictions become greater than our love for others. Yeah. So just adding that. That, that's okay. excellent. That's excellent. And and really, I, it gets to what Paul says again in 18, verse 18, where he says, For he that in these things serves Christ is acceptable to God. In other words, we have to remember who we're serving. Mm-hmm. And we need to keep a humble spirit mm-hmm. in and a servant's heart. Yes. And as we have a servant's heart, we need to live out our faith in God by not by having the attitude, well, I'm free in Christ, I can do what I want. No, no, liberty, <laughs> liberty limits our maybe our activity. Yeah. So we live out our faith before God by limiting our liberty. And so that's why Paul says it is good neither to eat flesh or drink wine or anything whereby thy brother stumbleth or is offended or is made weak. And I do believe we can make an argument from this alone that a Christian should not drink because in any church, you're going to have people who have come out of terrible drunkenness mm. where they were enslaved with alcohol. And if, let's say, that church serves wine in its communion or there's Christians say, hey, let's go out uh, to the beach and have some have some <laughs> beers. We won't drink Bud Light, you know, but we'll drink beer too, you know. And, and what if there's a Christian who was formerly an alcoholic, I'll yeah. use that term. Mm-hmm. I believe the biblical term is a, a drunkard, but nevertheless, I, I believe that would be putting a stumbling block before yeah. our brother's way. And we need to to limit ourselves and say, I won't do it for the sake of, of that brother mm-hmm. and his past struggles with that. That's good. Yeah. All right, you want to take a Yeah, let's hear from our dear call. brother, Jermaine. Thank you for calling, Jermaine. And I know you've been a long listener of our program. Yes, I have. Um, before I speak, my, my wife just wants to briefly say something. Hi, Pastor. Hey, Shelly. How I you doing, sister? To, I'm doing well. I just wanted to give you a shout-out with listening. We always listen, and we're going to be sad that you guys are uh, going to be off the radio, but we're, you know, we're, we're happy to see what's going to come, you know? So um, we love you guys, and I miss you, and... I'm, and, and I love you, Miss Debbie. <laughs> Thank you, Shelly. Thank yeah. you so much. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah, Pastor. So I just wanted to say, you know, heritage of faith, it's, it's very special to me because, um, that's how I found church. You know, I, I remember, I'll never forget, like I said, you know, I just want to keep it brief, but, um, you know, like I, uh, um, I think you used to go on at eight o'clock when you first got on and then they would replay you at three in the morning, which, you know, I'm a night worker still, uh, 23 years working nights. And so, you know, that's how I stumbled upon you. As I said, you know, I remember um, jumping right out the shower <laughs> once yeah. they gave the address because that's how excited was I was. And then I went to uh, Heritage over by the school. I think it was on Park Avenue. Park, yeah, yeah, Park yeah, we were Avenue. on 25th Street over there. Yeah, yep. yeah 25th Street. At Baruch Park. School. So, 
Yes. And so, you know, from there, that's what, you know, uh, um, I, I found church. I brought my children and, you know, I still call myself a member 18 years. Uh, I've, I've been, um, with, with heritage. And so, like I said, you know, it's, it's going to be sad for me. I could say really sad for me, but, um, as the uh, young lady told me over the phone that, you know, you guys might venture into maybe like YouTube or something. So, you know, I, I'm okay with you transitioning there, but you know, um, something about heritage uh, of faith on the radio has a special place in my heart. And, um, it has ministered to me and I, I know it has ministered to many, so it's going to be sad seeing you go, but, um, praise God. And I just pray he opens new doors. Uh, uh, um, for you guys over at Heritage, you know, with the, you know, transitioning to new stuff, technology-based, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, thank you, Jermaine. Well, just remember, we have 148 episodes on the air every <laughs> Sunday night. You could just download another episode, and you've got 148 more, and, and it'll take you over three years to listen to. So uh, oh, thank you, brother. We love you. We'll see you soon, Lord willing, Jermaine. Good night. Okay. Shelley. Okay. Thanks for guys. calling. Good Thank night. you so much. Thanks so much, Jermaine, for calling. Okay, let's let's go to um back in the, now into the text at Romans fifteen, Mike. Um, yeah. and the question we just want to go to here as we kind of just survey through these final chapters is Paul says that we have an obligation to please others. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting because in Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, or no, chapter 1 and verse 10, he says, if I just live to please others, I can't be a servant of Christ. So it's interesting that he says here that we that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Mm-hmm. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good, uh, for his good to edification. So, what does this mean, and what does it not mean, and how can we please others without compromising the truth? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Paul, he's pretty specific in these first seven verses of chapter 15. You read verses 1 and 2, but he mentions Christ four separate times. You know, he's he's really pointing to Jesus as our perfect example in the selfless way that we are to treat each other. So verse 3, it says, For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. So Paul is quoting Psalm 6920 in this verse, and he's saying that the one who the reproach of men ultimately fell on was Jesus, the perfect lamb. So yes, we are to please our neighbor, but not by taking the easy way out, not through compromise or at the expense of our obedience to God, but through the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the pleasing of our neighbor should be for his good and for his edification and with this goal of unity in mind that we've been talking about throughout the program. And it's stated in verse 6, it says, that ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, and and really when it says that we're to please our neighbor, that means we're to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. Christ did not please himself, but he took that cup yeah. of suffering and died for us. Yeah. So we are to live crucified lives mm-hmm. so that others could see Christ in us. I mean, that's our goal. Yeah. And the power to do that is in the scripture. As he says in verse 4, what things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. And now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded toward one another 
toward Jesus Christ and that you would live to the glory of God in verse 6 as he says that with one mouth we would glorify God Mm. and so we need the power of God's word the instruction that his word gives us the patience and the encouragement that his word gives us to die to self in living to please others Mm. and you know pastor as you're mentioning that I just look back at John 12 24 where Jesus you know they're they're asking him what's going to happen it's Palm Sunday he's he's in the city of Jerusalem and he basically is saying the hour has come the son of man should be glorified and he says in verse 12 24 verily verily I say unto you except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit so yes Jesus was talking about himself in that case he had to die in order to bring forth the fruit but we also as you said pastor have to die in order to bring forth the fruit and please our neighbor Yeah. And Micah, I know there's people out there who have been in a church and they took a, they did a, they did something, they said something, they did a particular practice, they wore something, Mm -hmm. and maybe it brought an offense and then they got hurt. Mm -hmm. And then they said, I'm never going back to that church. All they do is judge. Mm. And they, they got very angry at, the church generally mm-hmm. and there's a lot of christians that way and i i understand i mean as i said there's just all kinds of views when you go into a church yeah. body i mean mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to have their own ways of looking at things different and they're all different from us yeah we have to keep the majors the majors though and that is christ as you said there but i, I guess what i'm saying is if there's someone out there who has been so devastated destroyed by some other Christian, we're sorry for you, dear friend, and our hearts are breaking for you tonight because it says, destroy not him with thy meat. I believe there's people who have been destroyed mm. over some kind of issue mm-hmm. it, that happened in the church and they left the church. Yeah. And, or maybe they were even involved in some kind of church split. It says, destroy not the work of God. Mm. And you were in a church where the, the literally the work itself was destroyed mm. because of Something that happened, and you were just devastated. Mm. Can you give us a call tonight that we can pray with you about Mm -hmm. that at 929-333-3739? Again, that number is 929-333-3739. And it's really been great to hear from some of our listeners just to say hello. And if you want to give a hello, goodbye to us in our final (laughs) program, you give us a a shout-out as well at 929-333-3739. Three nine. So, Esther, as we go down into Romans chapter 15, I have to confess, this is one of my favorite phrases in the whole book of Romans, okay. where Paul says in verse 9, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. I believe that was a motivating passion of the Apostle Paul, Amen. that the Gentiles would bring glory to God. And you think of Paul saying that, that took a miracle, because mm. Paul was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. Yes. But once he became converted, he became a Christian of the Christians and the apostle to the Gentiles. Yes. And he was dedicated to serve Christ, who perfectly served the world. And so in Romans chapter 15, in verses 8 through 14, what was motivating? I kind of said it, but can you discuss that a little bit more, his great desire that the Gentiles would glorify God for his mercy. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, you know, God be the glory, 
this section um, that it was even assigned to me and that I'm here, um, you know, this is a very meaningful um, set of verses for me, especially 13 and 14. Mm. Um, so verse 13 is my um, theme verse for the year, mm. actually. So oh, wow. now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Mm. So for me, as I'm reading this section, what was the motivating factor for um, the Apostle Paul? I believe that God revealed to Paul the big picture. Um, in verse 8, where he said he's convicted of God's promises to the Father through Christ's work, right? Christ's death on a cross. And this fulfillment of, of those promises then led him to be passionately, passionately um, mm-hmm. want to see the Old yeah. Testament prophecy being even further fulfilled um, to the Gentiles. And he was going to be that, that, that person that was going to start that process. So even in Isaiah 11:10, it says, and in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall be, which shall stand for an ensign of the people to it shall the Gentiles seek. So he just saw this and, you know, he, he knew what his role was and this was his passion. Yeah. And then finally, this passion then lived, um, allowed mm. Paul to live a, a sacrificial expectation. He he had this expectation that all of this will come to pass. And he encourages the Romans and us in the future that this God of hope will fill us with all joy and peace in believing. Mm. And we will then abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he had no doubt that those reading this letter and us now will be filled with goodness, knowledge, and be able to admonish one another in this journey. Mm. And so I thought it was amazing because you could see in these words that Paul was so um, so enthralled by yeah. this, this mission that God gave him. God's plan is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Man could not have contrived this. No. <laughs> because look what he says in verse 8, too. I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision. So who is, who's the circumcision? The Jews. The Jewish people. Mm-hmm. For the truth of God, to confirm the promises made to the Father. So Jesus came to the Jew first yes. to confirm and fulfill the promises God made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm. But it was... That the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. So by coming for the Jewish people, fulfilling promises made to the Jewish people, the the Gentiles are going to glorify God for his mercy. And I have an assignment for you listeners. And I won't give you the answer. (laughs) But Paul goes on to quote four different scriptures. Find those scriptures. And I'll just say they're from the books of the law, from the Psalms, and the prophets. And there's one voice of, of those scriptures is that the Gentiles will be saved mm. and give glory to God. Yeah, I, you know, Pastor, as I was studying this out, I got really excited this week, too. And it sounds like we all did. Because you know, we can only imagine what it was like for Paul to be traveling throughout the Roman Empire, spreading the gospel to the Gentiles. And he'd been sent out by the Holy Spirit, directed by the Holy Spirit. And while he was facing terrible things like stonings, beatings, and violent mobs, he was also seeing the victory of salvation and the planting of churches among the Gentiles. So as this passage reveals so clearly, Paul was well aware of the Old Testament prophecies from Moses, David, Isaiah, which pointed to the future time where the Messiah, the root of Jesse, would reign over the Gentiles. So here Paul is at the tip of the spear, being the first to really see these prophecies fulfilled through his mission and ministry. Amen. Thank you, Micah. So When our church started back in 1996, there was a dear lady, and she's on the phone here, Hattie, and she was listening to us in the deli and came to our church, (laughs) and now 20 
Eight years later, she's on the. <laughs> she's been on the program here. But Hattie, yes. God bless you. Thank you, and you're on the Heritage of Faith Conversations program. Well, hello everyone. Hi Esther. Hello. Pastor, Hi Hattie. And Raul. Are you in the deli tonight, I, Hattie? No. No. <laughs> no, I long since left the deli. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Because uh, uh, your last statement that I heard was that you um, people leave the church, but I was thrown out of a church. I was mm, excommunicated right. from a church, and I was deeply hurt, deeply hurt. But I remembered that I couldn't go back to the world where I came from, mm. so I said I had to find something. And Pastor, I found you on the radio. Amen. So I'm going to miss you guys. I'm going to really miss you for that. But um, I just wanted to say I love the church. Heritage Baptist Church, and I've been there ever since I started, from day one, ever since it started, right? Yep. Yeah. So wow. uh, it's, it's been so exciting, and it's been uh, a, a blessing for me to, to, to have been there and to have come under Pastor and Debbie's um, teaching in the Word of God, and I remembered that. So I just wanted to let everybody know. Yeah, well, thank, thank you, Heidi. Thank you. God bless you. You're one of the early Heritage Discipleship Institute graduates, and a great teacher yep. as well throughout the years, and still teaching. So good night, Hattie. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and sharing. And we do love you, Hattie. And uh, Brother Adrian Smith, who runs our phone lines, he said he sent us a text message. He said we've gotten 1,786 calls wow. in the last three years, 467 unique callers. And that doesn't even include all the phone calls that we've oh. done outside of the program. Yes. So thanks for sending that info, Adrian. Okay, so Raul, now in Romans chapter 15, let's just summarize this passage of, as regarding Paul's longing for the Gentile nations. What did he long for the Gentile nations? He sums it up there in verse 16, to be sanctified by the Holy Ghost. And Paul's life and ministry after his conversion is really identified. The thrust of his life became the grace of God. And that just inspired him, that just lit a fire in him uh, mm. to bring the gospel um, wherever it had to go, wherever the need is, which truly is everywhere. Yeah. And he's speaking here specifically of Illyricum, did I pronounce it correctly there? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Illyricum, that's yeah. how I say it. Um, and apparently it's about 1,500 miles from Jerusalem, which is kind of like the base of his ministry. Mm. Um, it's an area that uh, today apparently is by the Adriatic between uh, modern uh, Greece and Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. Not easily accessible. Okay. Um, but yet, this was his desire. He knew uh, that there was almost a void there, if you will. Mm. Um, and he felt that in, in his heart. Um, and, you know, it's just incredible because uh, you go into verse 19, and I love the fact, um, specifically of Illyricum, I have fully preached mm. the gospel of Christ. Amen. Amen. It, it's not just yeah. some simple, you know what I mean, um, effort, you know, and you know, that should be the desire of all of all our hearts. Praise God. He left churches and Christians throughout that region so that the gospel can continue reaching that entire territory. Mm. Yeah, and you know, verse 16, it really stood out to me, and it says that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ mm. to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. And when I read that, I just can't help but picture the Old Testament priests offering up the lambs as sacrifices on the altar to the Lord, which 
you know, then the smoke and the sweet savor would waft up to heaven. And so Paul is referring to his own ministry, comparing it to those Old Testament priests. And in a way, Paul is bringing his gift to God. And as we mentioned, he's offering up the living sacrifices of these new believers. And his hope for them is that after they have become new creatures through their salvation, that now and into the future, they will be sanctified by the Holy Spirit, making them acceptable sacrifices, that they will be without blemish, not because of their own goodness, but because they have taken on the spotless righteousness of their Savior. Yes. Amen. And, and Micah, I believe, and, and Dr. Han, Roe, I think we can all agree, the Apostle Paul was a great man. Yes. <laughs> and what made him a great man? And I, I mean, we could probably pick out various passages of Scripture here, but I love where it says in verse 20, Yea, so have I strived yes. to preach the gospel. And then he says in verse 30, strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. And so Paul was a man who strove. He had agonizomai. That's mm-hmm. that, that internal anguish of soul that drove him. So, Michael, how would you summarize the greatness of the Apostle Paul? Yeah, well, the fact is, it's a great. He was a great man, and he wrote a great letter. I I actually Googled, you know, what is the greatest letter of ever written, and the overwhelming majority of the search results wow. on Google was the Book of Romans. So mm-hmm. Paul wrote the Goat, the greatest of all time, <laughs> because his desire was to impart as much doctrine and spiritual wisdom, which was given to him directly by the Lord to the Roman Christians and all future readers of his words. And then after pouring out his heart and his soul, now Paul switches gears and he talks about his desire to also go to Rome and meet with those people that he was writing face to face. And I counted seven times in verses 22 through 33 where Paul uses the word come, saying in verse 23, having a great desire these many years to come unto you. Verse 24, whenever I take my journey to Spain, I will come to you. Verse 32, that I am may come unto you with the joy by the will of God and may be with you refreshed. So it's quite evident to me that Paul's motivation was his love for the Lord, his love for the gospel, and his love for these people. And you know what made Paul great too? That he didn't, he was was so determined, but yet he was flexible Mm. because he made it to Rome, but in no way the way he thought he was going to. Okay, so we have a caller. From a listener, Carlos. I don't know Carlos. I don't believe. But, Carlos, you say you've been listening to our program, so thank you so much. And you're on the Heritage of Faith Conversation program. Hello, Pastor Matthew Rucker. Yes, my name is Carlos, and I live in Teaneck, New Jersey. I've been an avid listener of your program, Heritage of Faith, since 2010 listening to it every single Sunday since then, religiously, you know, making sure without ever missing it, not even one. And And we've never met, right, Carlos? (laughs) We've never met? I think... I think I called one time yeah, a yeah. while okay. back when well, I was going through something. Okay, well, it's but good to have you. You know, you know, I, I'm a, I grew up in Creskill, and Teaneck's not far away. You know, so uh, no. But we're thankful to to yes. have you listening, Carlos, and thank you for calling. Yes, and I was totally shocked to learn um, today that it is your last on program tonight, and like. It, uh, yeah, naturally, um, I'm a little sad and disappointed that 
that you have to go, but I know the Lord has bigger and better things in store for you. You know, that will be just as good. And after all this time I've been listening to your program, it your teachings, you know, hit the nail on the head when it comes to the Word of God. You know, that gave me confidence in, of growing in the Lord and trusting Him more no matter what happens in my life. And also gives me true confidence of, you know, seeing Him eye to eye when I meet Him. You know, mm-hmm. to hear him mm-hmm. say, well done, good and faithful servant. Okay, and thank you, Carlos. I, thank you so much. I, I, we're just so short in time, but thank you. Your well, call has been a real encouragement, and thank you for your kind words, and may God continue to really bless you. We'll yes, let you go now, you, though. Carlos. And you, uh, thank you, yeah, Thank you for calling. Okay, so as we're winding this up, now we're we're going to skip over all the names in Romans chapter 16, <laughs> although we could do a message there. We're going to skip over Phoebe. But in verse 17 through 20, Paul makes a very powerful statement and a strong warning to the clear and present danger that the church then and always will face, and it's with false teaching. And I want to read these two verses in Romans chapter 16, 17 and 18, where he says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. And I just want to make this statement, Raul, that it's not those who take a stand on the truth against the errors and expose the errors that cause the problems in the church, but it's those who hold and teach the errors that cause the problems in the church, and yet those who who, who expose the errors often are often called the troublemakers. But can you share a bit from this passage on who are these false teachers and what should our action be toward them and why should separation take place? Absolutely. I'm not going to name anybody here on the microphone tonight, <laughs> but uh, clearly um, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, we are called as believers to call out those who are trying to contaminate uh, the pure word of God to the church. Uh, in First Timothy, uh, Paul calls out um, Hermogenes, for instance, by name, yeah. and there are many others. And Paul warns Timothy in his letter before Paul dies, watch your life and doctrine closely. It'll save you and those around you. I just want to say one thing here to our listeners from the heart. If your pastor, your particular teacher, any ministry that you are particularly drawn to, if the main thrust of everything that's being taught to you is about the fulfillment of your dreams and your career goals, and listen, there's nothing particularly wrong with that. But let's go back to Paul and his message to the Gentiles in chapter 15 here, that the Gentiles might be acceptable being sanctified to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. So I would say, draw yourself to biblical teachers. Remember, God has called us to holiness, Mm. not financial success. That's not to say that you will not receive it 
and that's they don't work hard for it, but holiness. We There's always the work without it. Thank you, Raul. There are, have always been wolves that want to destroy the sheepfold. Mm. Jesus warned us of that. Mm-hmm. And we're studying this in our history class right now, but there was in 1922, one of the famous sermons preached in America was by Harry Emerson Fosdick of the Riverside Church, which is a bastion of theological destruction and lies mm. at the Riverside Church. And Fosdick preached a sermon, Shall the Fundamentalist Win? And he stood against the virgin birth. Oh, wow. He said, For Christians who hold the virgin birth, if you want to say that that we who are, are Christian do not hold the virgin birth, should not be a part of the church, that the they were wrong. And Fosdick was wrong, though, because the virgin birth is an absolute truth of the Bible, and if somebody denies it, they're denying Jesus Christ, Amen. and they're lost, and they need to repent. Mm. So this is the kind of false teachers that Paul is talking about here. Yeah. And I would just say the church is being inundated and threatened today by all of this woke ideology, by the LG. You know, churches are embracing LGBT type of ideology and it's destructive and we need to stand on the truth in these days mm. and do what paul says we need to mark them and avoid them okay i'm done yeah <laughs> no i you know paul had spent all these chapters um giving sound doctrine to these people so he at the at the very end he wants to warn them against false doctrine you know we yeah. said on this program before that Paul was just one of the many people in the Bible warning of false doctrine. I, I did a study years ago where I found out that every New Testament writer, mm-hmm. except James, I, I believe except the one small book of James, every New Testament writer warns of false teachings wow. in their writing. And the truth is, you know, false teachers who minister purely for selfish reasons, they're, they appear to be attractive to people. You know, they are preaching messages to gain the attraction, the attention of the people. And, um, the messages tickle the ears. And I, I can just think of one modern example. I, uh, I follow this guy named Uber Pastor out in Spokane, Washington. I know him. He was a former pastor of my sister. And he drives an Uber and he witnesses to people. But he uh, put something on um, one of his social media messages recently where he picked up a blind man. Mm. And the blind man, he, they got to talking and the blind man said that he had walked away from faith. He had walked away from the church. And, and he said, well, why is that? Mm. He said, because I was going to churches where they kept telling me that Jesus wanted to heal me. And so they would pray for him and they would say, if you have enough faith, you're going to yeah. be healed. And he was That's never wrong. healed of that blindness. That is a false doctrine. That is yeah. false yeah. teaching that drove this brother away from the faith. So we really have to contend against it. Yes, yes, we do. So as Paul concludes the book of Romans, wow. he really concludes with the word of glory to God. He finishes with a flourish when he says, Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest. And by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith, to God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. To God be the glory. And that's a good way for us to conclude this program. Mm. Thank God for the gospel, the revelation of the mystery, the secret that has been made known to us. What a privilege we have as the people Mm -hmm. of God. So, uh, Micah, Dr. Hahn, I just want to say what a blessing it has been. And Raul, thank you for being with us tonight and throughout these past three years. 
Micah and Dr. Hahn, you've been such faithful servants uh, in this ministry. And so, Dr. Hahn, why don't you share, as, as we come to the conclusion, share whatever is on your heart in giving glory to God. Yeah, thank you, Pastor. This has been such a privilege this last three plus years. I mean, I did a testimony today. And for me, just highlighting the beauty of our church and, and the lives that we've had is, it was such a, it's such a beautiful mm. thing. So for me, verse 25 is a fitting verse, um, for me. Cause as you read, God's power established all of us. Um, mm-hmm. even our panelists, right? From these past few years that we first became believers saved through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And like Paul's encouragement throughout this, you know, section that we read, it led us also to a passion for you to want to preach and for the rest of us to teach this revelation of the mystery. So I believe that, you know, Paul foresaw in all of us as, as he wrote these letters that each, each program we did mm. was a testimony of a coming of faith. Yeah. And then also we incorporated this teaching and discussion of the scripture as we built each other up and encouraged our listeners and one another. You know, it, we really had to stand up, you know, as, as we're alive. And some of us came about, came out of our comfort zones to share, um, mm-hmm. very, you know, very personal experiences. And I applaud them all for doing that. Mm. Amen. So glory to God. Yeah. Gl- glory to God. And, uh, you've done a great job too, overseeing, especially the call screeners. And we want to thank our call screeners yes, every Sunday absolutely. night. And being Wednesday here. night. And, and Wednesday night, that's right, because we get quite a few calls in our replay program Wednesday night. Micah, last yeah. word. Well, I don't, I don't know if any of them are listening, but I do want to give a shout out for the staff of WMCA. They've been yes. excellent. Uh, we think of Matthew and Alex and Jordan and Thurman and others. They've been so helpful to us. And I just, you and know, Kevin I've, Control got us going. Yes. Yes. Say, yes. Kevin you, was Kevin. very nice to us. Yeah. And, um, I turn to the first verse of the book of Romans just now. It says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. And I just love that, you know, each one who has come on this program, each one who has done call screening, has been separated to the gospel of God. Mm-hmm. And for the listeners, you know, I, I would just say that we live in a time and in a country with every advantage ever known to a believer in Jesus Christ. You know, we're not like the Roman Christians who are waiting patiently for this letter from Paul to arrive. We're not like those in the early persecuted Christian church meeting secretly underground Mm -hmm. in caves. Uh, We're not like those who are in the Colosseum being Mm -hmm. ferociously torn apart by animals. We're not like the illiterate Christian peasants living in the Dark Ages who had to rely on the corrupt Roman priesthood for their gospel? No. Instead, we have easy access to every book of the Bible through the inexpensive printed word, through the internet, through apps on our phones, through TV, and through the radio, through this radio program. So we just have to rejoice in that access and glorify the God that gave us this gift. And it's been such a pleasure to be on the radio with you, Pastor, and you, Esther, and Raul, these three years. And I really trust that this program has been a blessing to our listeners because it's been such a blessing to me. And I recently heard that uh, one of our young people, Anna Faith, in our church, she loves how the program ends every week. So I'm just going to leave you with this tonight. Be strong in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Micah. That statement you just made typifies your three-plus years on this program. Mm-hmm. It was so beautifully crafted. You you thought it out. You prayed about it. And you said something in a way that I've, I've never heard it said that way. Mm-hmm. And it was be- that was so beautifully stated, uh, the, the privilege that we have to be established 
by the gospel. Amen. And thank you for that. And thank you for all your hard work to, to craft meaningful statements that draw us to Christ. Raul, thank you for being here tonight. Thank and, you all. And dear friend, good night. And be established in the gospel. Amen. And if we can help you, we're only a phone call away. Go to us at hbcnyc.org. Visit our church. We have Zoom services, or you can come in person on Sunday at 490 Hudson Street. And our church phone number is 212-947-5316. Call us anytime, 212-947-5316. And the last word of the Book of Romans is amen. 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 Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program. To find out more and our service times and locations, visit our web hbcnyc.org. We stream multiple services online each week, including 11 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7.15 p.m. Wednesday nights. All are welcome, and you can find links to participate in our services on our website, hbcnyc.org. And join us again next Sunday at 6 p.m. for another Heritage of Faith conversation sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church. Until then, rejoice in the Lord. Website